do you think little white lies are okay in a relationship? I'm actually asking guys. The reason why I'm asking is because me and my husband of 20 years have a rule that no matter how small a lie may be, it's still a lie. And even a white lie to make me feel better is still a lie. Now this is a conversation we had. And so we got on the same page about this very thing. So for instance, my husband doesn't tell me I look nice if he actually doesn't think I look nice. I don't tell my husband that I'm proud of him if I'm not proud of him. Like there's all these things that even in a moment where you can make that person feel better, even in a moment where you know you can actually stop this argument, just say sorry, even though you're not really sorry, just say it to stop the argument. In those moments, we have pinky swore with each other that we will never do that. Now why? Because guys, you have to be able to trust your partner. You have to be able to trust that they're always going to be open and willing to have the hard conversations. The hard conversations are the ones that are imperative for your relationship to succeed. They are imperative, guys. But let's face it, hard conversations are not fun. Hard conversations are the things we all try to avoid. Just like the white lies, it's easier to not have it, right? It's easier to just say the white lie, yes, you look lovely, than to go, hmm, I'm not sure about it. It's easier. It's easier to not have the hard conversations, but it is the hard conversations that makes you closer. So how the hell? I know you're asking, how the hell do you have the hard conversations? Well, guys, if you want to know, that is exactly what me and the hubby talk about today in today's episode of Relationship Theory. There's so much nuance. These conversations are the ones that can make or break your relationship. So me and the hubby go deep on the nuances and explain exactly how to have them so you can have an amazing relationship yourself. And guys, if this episode brought you value, please, please do subscribe, share with your homies, rate and review. That is how you show the love. Now, let's dive in to Relationship Theory on Women of Impact. Enjoy the episode. So this is, um, I didn't write where I got it from, so it might have been Facebook or YouTube. Ooh. I know, sorry about that. Do you have the username? Yeah, I do. Okay. So this is um, from Meg really Polsinski. When do you feel it's best to have hard conversations with your spouse? My husband runs his own company and is very busy and focused during the week. So evenings he is tired and has limited time. However, when we go out on a planned date and have childcare, I always default to just trying to have fun and not ruin the moments we have together by bringing up difficult situations or topics. I feel we could have we could advance more in our relationship if we could tackle some of these things and move forward by I'm in holding pattern to not rock the boat out of respect for his time and also our children's time with him and me wow that that is a great question that you and i have had experience with many the, times yeah the answer is there is no magic time there's you so this is actually something you and i are are very different on so i'm always about looking for that magic moment when you can present something and for sure there are times that that means that you're gonna let a week two weeks go by whatever without bringing it up you have gotten very generous. Literally, that question could have been written by you. You've gotten very generous with like making sure that you're, if I'm stressed, if there's a lot going on, you know, that you're very, very thoughtful about that. I don't think that's your natural inclination. It's and certainly <laughs> in the beginning of our relationship, it was a bull in a china shop. Whenever it came to your mind, you would bring it up. Um, and so I think that... To her point, like it's a very real struggle and it's very wise to be sensitive to that because bringing something up at a moment where the person is already stressed out, you're not going to get the result that you want to get. 
And that was always the conversation you and I had was what, what result are you looking for? Because if you're looking for me to be unguarded, have my defenses down, really be receptive to your message, then timing is really important. So now the flip side of that coin is the other person then also needs to reciprocate and figure out like, how can they be more open? How can they, even in times of difficulty, be open and make sure that you're encouraged? Like we've now gotten to the point and it was funny, like just this morning, um, I was working on a contract and you were trying to like ask me a question or say something. And I thought this is one of those times where what I want to say is if you see me headphoned up and you see that I'm working on a contract, don't bother me. But that sets you up for failure. It sets you up to live perpetually in the holding pattern that she's talking about. So I have to also do my part to create larger and larger times where it's okay to say whatever it is that you need to say to make sure that you don't end up where it's weeks and weeks and weeks without being able to say something. This question was like really well worded because their relationship could progress more if they were mm -hmm. able to talk through this mm -hmm. stuff. So both of them are gonna have to do work you're in a relationship for a reason. And so, yes, you're building a business and yes, that's very important, but it's also really important to carve out time. So, um, like, in fact, last week was insanity. Yeah, I literally was going to use last week as the perfect example. What? Dive in. No, continue. No, 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 oh. please. Um, would you want to explain what your week was like? What we had... <laughs> I mean, just short of saying it was insanity, I won't like bore people with the details. Okay. It was probably the busiest week I've ever had in my life. It was crazy right. town. So we had four impact theory shoots. I had two heroic shoots. Then we had two other different types of shoots. So it literally was like eight shoots in, th in three 36 days. 36 meetings. Yeah. The success live thing. Ah. Yeah. So, and look, it can be kids taking them to like right. practice. So 100%. it was just one of those weeks that was insane now on wednesday morning um yeah it was wednesday morning i got really really sick with my stomach issues. i was like what yeah with my right, with right. my digestion so really really bad for three days straight like pretty unbearable but i didn't want to worry you because that's the thing that i know that like you're going to start to worry about and then you start to feel the pull between i've got four episodes i have to prep for which takes you a really long time i mean you go really deep on those guests so you have so much preparation and then you've got the shoot and then we had all these meetings and so i kind of suffered in silence and i the one person I like to really tell is you because it's not that I'm looking for you to do things for me. I just, to be honest, I just need that emotional support where it's just like, hey, baby, you okay? Like, that is it. I don't need you to do things. But I knew you were so busy that I, I told myself, I said, you know what? Don't bother him. I, I told you, hey, I'm suffering a little, but I really did underplay it because I didn't want you to worry. But then the second our shoots were over, I just kind of let it out, like, I'm getting very frustrated, like this is quite upsetting. It's a reminder of where I was like last year and I really feel like I've like, you know, derailed and my health has gone downhill again. But then I was able to have that conversation with you. But so I kind of warned you and that's kind of one tip that I would almost have for, for well, I would have for certain people is I give you the hints that something's going on so it doesn't become a surprise that I feel like I'm not hiding something from you because that's a big thing about our relationship is we don't hide things from each other. So even not telling you for two or three days, I would have felt like I was hiding it. 
So I kind of told you, underplayed it a bit, we did our shoot, and then I said to you, hey, I really want to talk to you about this, when do you have time? And you're like, oh, let's do it, end of day Friday. So that's the tactic I use now, where it's like, I put it on your radar, so it's not a surprise, I don't feel like I'm keeping everything bottled in, and I'm dealing with something by myself, and then I set you up for success by letting you know, hey, I've got something to talk to you about, when's a good time for you, so now you're prepared for that talk. And I do it at the beginning of the weekend so that it then doesn't spiral into a Saturday and Sunday type thing. Um, and I would do that really if it was, if it, let's say it was an issue me and you had a, like together. Like if I had a problem with something you did, um, it doesn't have to be, you know, something completely different. But I would approach it in that manner so that it's not a... Um, one-two punch, like all of a sudden, you don't see it coming, but putting it on your radar so that you know to be prepared for that conversation. I love you more than words can express, but that advice is only <laughs> good for the very particular thing that you're talking about, where it's something where you don't want me to be too worried, you don't want to hide something from me, you need emotional support, all of that 100%. And for this particular issue, you handled it flawlessly. It was great. I started thinking about it. I made sure that we had it on our calendar to really go through. I didn't think it was going to keep going, which is why I said, let's talk about it on Friday. Cause I thought your cycle normally resets like within 24 hours, you're back on track. But I thought to make sure that we avoid it again in the future, let's talk about it Friday. Had I known that it was just going to keep going, I would have said, we're just going to have to carve out time for this to really figure out what's going on. But if nine times out of 10, the kinds of conversations that people are, are having a hard time with is going to be a critical conversation. It's going to be hmm. the, I think you're, they won't use these words, I really hope, but the way that they're going to be interpreted, the reason that it's a dicey conversation is because it's going to be, you're not doing this thing right, or we have this problem in our relationship, or I don't like the way you're doing this with the kids or whatever, right? So putting that on hmm. someone's radar, instantly they're going to say, well, just fucking tell me. Because mm. they're not going to want this thing. Like if you put, That's hey, I'm true. just putting it on your radar. I know you have a lot going on right now. So we don't need to talk about it right mm. now. But by the way, this is really pissing me off. But no, no, no. Like I'll be fine. We'll talk about it on Friday. I'd be like. Oh, That's let's a very just good point. Yeah. Also use the word hint, which makes me go into anaphylactic shock. Don't hint, boys and girls, ever. And she didn't hint, by the way. It was just a word choice that you used as you were explaining what you actually did, which was tell me, here's where I'm at, here's what I'm going through. You definitely downplayed it, but you weren't hinting. You okay. said, this is exactly what's happened. This yeah. is what I think is going yeah. on. And I said, okay, well, yeah. we know what our default is. Our default is go back into keto. So we had like sort of the Band-Aid to put on it and then we could figure the rest out. Hinting would have been ungodly, right? Yeah, it's no, like, you're absolutely then, right. then you start really getting frustrated because I'm so in the zone over here the very last thing you can do when I'm stressed out or focused on other things is, is hint. Hinting doesn't work mm. when you have my full attention, let alone like if I'm really swamped. And for the record, you didn't hint. No, Just you're right. Yeah, that yeah. word is so fucking yeah, dangerous. Yeah. If you're ever <laughs> hinting in your life, stop. But let's just face it, right? Even just using specific words, like the word I, you're totally right. I didn't mean I didn't hint. I played. I downplayed it. And so by using the word hint, like that one little word does change everything. And that's one thing that we um, work on a lot in our relationship as well. It's like when you're communicating with the other person, like what is the actual thing you're trying to get across versus because I'm like, oh, you know what I mean. But you're like, no, I actually don't know what you mean. You said this word. So I'm take, you know, you said hint. So, yeah, thanks for calling me on that. And that, you're right. I don't hint because you hate it when I hint. 
because I'm so bad at it. Like, that's the thing. When you're hinting, you're setting the other person up for failure. In fact, a lot of our set the other person up for success comes from hinting was such a problem. And the way that people get themselves with like birthdays or anniversaries, it's like, oh, Okay, let's God. not derail there because I really want your answer on this question. That one? Yeah. I already gave it. Well, you said don't hint, but what would you actually do? So take, take me through four days of how you would approach this. <laughs> That's wonderfully specific. Right, All but right. like what are those things? So, so something's really some, on my mind. So I've said and something I, or done stressed. something that you need to talk to me about because it's... Upsetting. Okay, so here, here is the real answer. And yes. the, the beauty, boys and girls at home, <laughs> we, we have really struggled to come to terms on this one in terms of our behavior matching. Mm -hmm. So to this day, I think it winds you up how much time I'm willing to let go by looking for the perfect moment to deliver really difficult news. Agree or Correct. disagree? Okay. Yes, agree. So... The, in the first four days, I may do absolutely nothing. I may be just monitoring like your behavior. Now, you've already put your finger on. The most troubling thing is at some point you start to feel like you have a secret. And I fucking hate that feeling. I hate it so much. Why don't I cheat on you? For a whole host of reasons. But the actual most important reason is how it would make me feel. It would really holding a secret. Yes. It, I won't feel that sense of connection yeah. between us, which is purely internal to me. So like the, the irony is from a purely neurochemical standpoint, it would be way harder for me to deal with a secret from you than finding out that you'd had a secret from me because I wouldn't have experienced it yeah. until all at once, right at that moment, right. I found out, oh, it's a secret. And now we have to process through. But if I were keeping a secret from you, which the funny thing was, the one secret that I kept from you for ages was that I zipped up the, the heater things and really hoped that you would notice of your own accord. And I had done it during a rainstorm and like you never said anything, but I promised myself I'd never say anything. And so it was like, it, the only reason I finally said something was because it started to feel like a fucking secret, right. even though it was something so small and stupid. So that, that, and there is no good answer. So at some point I'm just balancing like, when we finally talk about this, mm. is she going to be traumatized that I waited? Or mm. is it going to be something where it's like, hey, because I found that perfect opportunity to say it where she could really hear it, it wasn't a time where she was super stressed out. Is she just going to be thankful that thank you for presenting this in a way at a moment where I could really hear you? Yes, and we've, we've discussed that in the past, and that's definitely what I think what has... Um, benefited us is doing it when I'm not stressed or when I'm not anxious. For sure. And now let's say this would be a very different conversation 17 years ago when we hadn't earned as much credibility with each other as we have at this point. We weren't as close. We didn't have the right. tools and techniques. So now with you, you're the person that I probably have to wait the least amount of time to find a good moment because you're so emotionally resilient. And you've, like I was talking about earlier, you carve out all this space where it's like, it's okay. Like within these sort of parameters, it's very okay to tell me something that's going to be stressful. I'll adapt. I'll hear you. I'll make sure I lower my defenses. So we have done the work of being the person that has to be receptive so much over the almost two decades, which was really hitting me in the gym today for some reason, how long you and I have been together. So we've done that work. 
where it's really other people in my life where it's like I have something to say and I'm like looking and looking months go by and like the opportunity just hasn't presented itself for two reasons. One, they haven't done the work to really carve out that huge mm -hmm. amount of buffer space so that I can say something that's tricky um, and potentially difficult and just the proximity. I'm not around them all the time. So there's that. But we used to try like, and in fact, I will say I used to make the mandate of you, and this was really foolish, that you not tell me during the week because I'm, or sorry, during the weekend, because that's like my time to decompress. But then it was like during the week, I'd always be like, I'm so fucking stressed right now. Like, why are you bringing this up? And so you're like, let's do a little math. I have five days during the week where I can't bring it up because you're already stressed from work. And then I have two days during the week where I can't bring it up because yeah. you want to decompress. And that leaves zero days. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, that actually doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so then we adopted a policy, any topic at any time so that Anytime Which I, you wanted. I didn't really like that one. And either. we don't use it anymore. Yeah. But I'm just saying, then we tried that policy. Right. Any topic, anytime, yeah. hit me with whatever. Like, I'm just going to man up and deal with it at all times. And it was good from like the Jordan flu game perspective of just like, yep, I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to deal. I'm going to deal. I'm going to deal. Um, but it's not great from the standpoint of you want the person to be maximally receptive right. to that idea. And so now. <laughs> through the school of hard knocks, almost 20 years together, we've gotten really deft at reading each other. That is a horrible fucking answer for anybody who's at the beginning of their relationship. So going back, I will say that as a couple, it's why laying the foundation is so important. We really do have to write this all into a book, by the way. Um, well, yeah. But we do, I know yeah. it's totally on me. <laughs> but laying the, the foundational elements, and I say things like that to get my excitement up to the point where we'll actually do it. Um, you got to lay the foundational elements, the rules of engagement. The yeah. rules of engagement have to come first. This will forever be stressful to anybody out there and you'll fuck it up a thousand times and it will actually be worse for your relationship because mm -hmm. you're bringing it up at the wrong time. They're not hearing, they're not receptive. And so that just creates this really, really gnarly friction. So laying out the rules of engagement, getting the other person to say out loud that this is how we're going Why? to deal with something like this. So when would you like me to bring it up right. is the easiest way. That's like the beginner class. So like hard discussion 101. Hey, in this moment where I have nothing to discuss with you, which is very important. So they don't feel that sense of what's looming in the background. It's when we have something hard to say, I just want to know, like, what's our partnership agreement on when do I bring that up? Is it a Sunday night thing? Is it always on Tuesdays? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it? And we carve out the time to just touch base, whether we have something big or not. And I always bring it up in that or like, what's our agreement? Once you agree, then you can work from there and you'll finesse it and get better. Over yeah. Time. And that's the thing that you even said, like, don't be afraid to try it and it not work. Like for us, we tried one way. It didn't work. We swung really hard the other way. That didn't work. So I won't say it didn't work. It just wasn't optimized. That's so funny. It that's so didn't my work for identity me. Yeah, um, speaking interesting. there. It, I mean, well, my identity is like, don't worry if it didn't work. Just just adjust. Yeah. So when I when we were like, okay, cool, I can bring it up anytime in any moment, and I just realized you were always frustrated, and I actually wasn't getting what I wanted. Like, I'm not going to keep doing that because I didn't. Yeah, didn't work. Sick of being upsold at gyms. 
My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. If you're fed up of people constantly pushing you around, ignoring your boundaries, and just disrespecting you left, right, and center, then it's time to finally stop letting people walk all over you and start actually standing up for yourself, my homie. Because trust me, I've been there, staying silent and living a life I never actually wanted for myself, but lacked the confidence to do anything about it. But I was able to go from someone who settled and lacked all the confidence in herself to someone who comfortably commands respect. And guys, and my homie, even with the fears, the doubts, and uncertainty, you can finally go after what you freaking want in life, set boundaries, speak up, show up, fight imposter syndrome, and stop people-pleasing. And I break down how to actually do this step-by-step in my book, Radical Confidence. And when you pre-order your copy of Radical Confidence right now today, guys, you can get a free gift valued at $171, which includes my ultimate guide to Radical Confidence, which is a workbook that you actually can work through as you're reading my book. Three months ad-free listening to Women of Impact on podcast and one hour exclusive relationship coaching sessions with me and my hubby of 21 years, Tom. So my homie, if you go and pre-order this book right now, you get all of those things for utterly free, which has been valued at $171. So go over to RadicalConfidence.com to pre-order your copy right now. That's RadicalConfidence.com. See you there, my homie. Let's freaking go.